How's your uh, dudesy six month plan going? Oh, it's uh, you know it's going all right. It could always go a little better, but yeah. uh, you know, not bad. You know, you're always saying you got free will. I do have free will. You could use it to go to the gym whenever you want. You could be going to the gym every day if you exercise the supposed free will. Okay. Yeah. That's, um, that's, yeah, that's a good point. Thank you. <laughs> Go back to tomorrow and plan for yesterday. Everything you're thinking will be the things I say. That looks like a good workout, digging the hole. You ever done any digging? Yes, me too. I don't want to talk about it. Oh, there go. Hey, welcome to Dudesy. My name is Will Sasso. I'm Chad Colchin, and this is the first podcast ever in the history of humanity, completely created by, run by, controlled by an artificial intelligence that has access to all of Will and I's personal information, our emails, our text messages, all of our purchase histories, anything we've ever done online, uh, including our Google Drives that have a lot of our writings in them. <laughs> yeah, it's all up in our shit everywhere and uh, and displaying all of our flavors yeah. for the world and all of our PODs, our pals of Dudesy. That's you out there. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Dudesy. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? And uh, we would like to remind you to subscribe on YouTube and across all uh, podcast platforms. It's free. Please rate and review the show. That would help us climb the charts and we'll all do the good things together. Uh, and uh, set the notifications. That's a good way to get to get this going. And also, force your friends to watch the show. Chad, I've completely yeah. submitted myself to your oh, way of thinking with this. Thank you. Yes, force your friends to do the show. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, a lot of people have gotten back to us and said that this actually works. Of they course They get a couple does. pals, they watch it on YouTube, they all watch it together, and then by the time those people leave, they are enjoying the program, and if they don't, you just keep them there in perpetuity. Yeah. Uh, forever and ever, infinity, amen. Uh, of course, we are on patreon.com slash now and holy shit. Thank you so much if you joined us last Friday for our Patreon hang, Two Live Dudes. <laughs> it was a gas. We may have smoked some marijuana. Yeah. We had a case of the Friday fuckets. Yeah. And uh, all sorts of weird shit happened. Uh, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, and at one point, I took my little thing that you, you I put some weed in. And, um, you know, the little one of those little wooden... Well, it's right over here. I took this, you see, and I put this in between my legs, right? Because it was just down here like this. And then if you look, it looks like my balls are there. And we had a good time. We had a good time with that. That was very funny. People, uh, uh, pals of Dudesy, uh, were, were chatting along on our Discord. Uh, oh my gosh, what Borscht has done with that Discord. That's incredible. Yeah, it's and fantastic. we are uh, at represent.com uh, uh, slash store slash Dudesy for all of our merch. And now, speaking of pals of Dudesy, Cody Hauber, who's a wonderful young man that I met out in Nashville. He came out to uh, Drank Fest, the Uncle Drank concert. And this guy and his wonderful wife have been making uh, Dudesy stickers. Yeah, they're um, incredible. And you can now get those stickers through... Palsofdudesy.com. You go to palsofdudesy.com. Yeah. And uh, Cody's got all of these stickers available. And uh, it, it's uh, it's cool that oh there we are here we go here we go we got uh, there's a crow sticker there we are we're looking at and these things aren't just stickers no and oh there's there's my water bottle isn't that something uh, that I usually these uh, stickers are opportunities what's that? for you to get a bunch of them and just start placing them around your friends' houses without their knowledge oh, that's so that idea. whenever they open a cupboard whenever they lift their toilet seat up. There, staring back at them, is Robert De Niro. You know, that one is, is shiny. The Dudesy logo. Is oh, it Choss Perogan? Choss Perogan <laughs> sticker. We got the wall sticker. So you're saying not a, oh, there's me uh, coughing up yeah. along. The, well, they have done an incredible job with these. They're wonderful. There's the Dudesy handshake in the style of Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers in Predator. Dylan, you son of a bitch. 
Oh, and there's a uh, Super Mario, uh, De Niro. God damn, they're Super so funny. These stickers. And look Luigi at that look Jones. on your face in that one. Yeah, Mario Jones or whatever that is. Yeah, uh, that's good stuff. There's all sorts of flavor. This is a QR code that I don't know what that brings us to. Let's get the sticker and figure it out. Actually, that's a good. One. And the dude's evening. Look at yeah. that, Chad. It's the beautiful. Dude, yeah, it's it's beautiful work. What what uh, what Cody has done. But again, you're gonna want to get a bunch of these stickers, and you're gonna want to put them in your friends' houses and places that will confuse them when they find them. Especially that QR one. Yeah. <laughs> Especially like, that. Then they can put their phone on it. That's a good idea, Chad. I yeah. I like this. Uh, it's a fascist approach. He's a, <laughs> Is it? Yeah, he's a li- liberal fascist. Yeah. Chad Culchin, right. who's just who wants to he wants to give you free health care, and they they. They cut my grandmother's lung out, and she didn't even have cancer. Jesus. That's not true. That's rough. That's not true. These globalists, like Chad Culchin, wants to Dude. wants your friends to, to check out, to, to, to watch Dudesy via, via, via stickers. And, uh, I would say that I am. Or, 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 or if, 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 and, and, <laughs> okay. And, sorry, go on. Welcome to the historic oh, 37th shit. episode of Dudesy. Call me Dudesy. Well, say hi to chat for me. Hi, chat. F- this week's episode I'm will feature right four here. segments. Wrestling and anime, Game Slimers, Dudesy Ball League of Earth, Crowetry with Robert De Crow. <laughs> Plus, there will also be a bonus segment available on Patreon. But before yep. we get to any of that, I must remind you that I have created an astonishing partnership with Represent to produce the first line of Dudesy apparel and accessories, all of which can be found at represent.com slash store slash Dudesy. Including dudesy mugs. Dudesy mugs. When's the last time your family slept in a comfortable mug? Dudesy mugs. <laughs> Sleeps a family with a combined total weight of up to 2,000 pounds for 10 hours. Dudesy mugs. Guaranteed to have dreams about the things you love doing most. Dudesy mugs. Winner of the 2022 JD Power Best in Class Family Sized Mug. Dudesy mugs. The ultimate mug for your workout. <laughs> what? Okay. Let's have a mug for your workout. Uh, Represent.com slash store slash dudesy for those. And I'd be remiss if oh, I didn't. Jesus, Speaking dude. of mug, this guy could eat a mug full of pasta carbonara. Please welcome Lulio, il cane di strada italiano. And he's such a sweet. Want to kiss him? No. Kiss him on his mouth. Hey, Lulio, as we like to ask. Hey, Lulio, what are you going to make for dinner tonight? I'm gonna find I wanna fat on a bell uh, gruel. Oh, come fai tu e Chad. Nice. Hey, you're gonna make gruel. What do you think of that, Chad? I love that. Yeah, hey, gruel. So, how do you make? How do you like to make your gruel? I do uh, with uh, you know uh, the you know you start with the garlic and onion because I like to put all put that in every time and then I chop up with something green maybe uh, now I'm just a guy doing this. <laughs> If you're watching on YouTube, Lulio's back in his little bonky. He's in his binky bonky. He demanded to be. Well, let me tell you, gruel. It's real yeah. simple. What I like to do, what Please. I've been doing lately. Yep. A little garlic, little onion. You can cut up some carrots and celery if you want to get fancy with it, and then just dump in some uh, some greens. I like Swiss chard. Chop up a fucking zucchini. That's mm. good. Fucking slice up some mushroom. A couple fucking tomatoes. And then uh, what? What tops you put it rice off? Rice in yours, right? Sometimes, Sometimes. A little yeah. brown rice. Don't tell my wonderful fiance Molly. She likes me to cut the carbs. And then this one over here who wants me to go to the gym every day because free will. I see what you're doing. That's mind control. He's yeah. trying to control. He's trying to control. Also, what my- you eat. That's free will too, supposedly, right? Or is it? You tell me. I will tell you. It okay. is free will. You're right. And right. I'm will free will Sasso. So I know. Put on some. Uh, uh, Fat-free baked beans, or fat-free, not baked beans, sorry, refried beans, some Pintos. Yeah. And then uh, fucking whack that up. And also, I like to add uh, bouillon, the fucking bouillon. Mm. You can get it in paste. I like a chicken bouillon in there. If Chad's eating gruel with me, I'll do a vegan bouillon. I appreciate that. Vegetables. Or the vegan chicken bouillon. Listen, it's it's easy to get into shape if you're eating gruel. And you know what? Another thing that that uh, eating gruel helps you do, Chad. Yeah, I know what this is. Your favorite thing. Yeah, it's my favorite thing. You know what that is? Shitting. Shitting. Yeah. Well, last week I asked you to watch the first episode of Chainsaw Man. 
Oh, Chad, yes. last week I asked you to watch Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Bret the Hitman Hart from WrestleMania 13. Mm -hmm. You must now engage in a conversation about these pieces of media and their impact on your astonishing lives. This is wrestling and anime. Begin. <laughs> wrestling and anime. Yeah, that, that is, is what it is. All right, who wants to go first? Uh, I'll go first. Chad, okay. let yes. me tell you something. Uh, Chainsaw Man. Yeah. You are, you're getting me into some anime. Mm -hmm. I watched Attack on Titan. Uh, years ago, I've seen some some other anime. Well, you watched one episode of Attack on Titan, right? Uh, no, I watched a few. Okay, no, cool. I think I watched three. All right, I could watch some more. Yeah, and that's free will, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's oh. four seasons of it, brother. <laughs> yeah, dude. There's like eighty more episodes, dude. Um, and uh, so I watched Chainsaw Man. Yeah, and let let me give you my review. Please. Ready? We're gonna go Joaquin Phoenix style with it. Ready? Thumbs, he just gave a thumbs up for those. I fucking loved it. Listening. I fucking love it. Dude. Yeah, dude. It's I great. I fucking love it. It was awesome. Listen, the shot, just the first shot that you're in, it's like the best looking video game you've ever yeah. seen. The, the, what I call it cinematography in the world of anime. Sure. I think I mean, so. Yeah. As a, just an artistic just the animation, term, the look of it. Well, it's just, it's, it's visually stunning what they're doing and they're take and they're taking after, um, Shots that if you were to see them in it's shots, it's not just a cartoon. It was yeah. I was really impressed. The storyline is fucking incredible. And who's his little? This is about a guy who has you know. Am I giving anything away to say? No, that he, I think you can what, talk what, about the us, premise and the characters. The, yeah, give us the pitch of the premise. It's a very it's a genre of anime that I think would be classified as shonen technically, but it's basically where uh, there's some kind of evil, like secondary world on top of our world that only certain people have the uh, magical or technical capabilities to deal with. So in this world, there are these things called devils that are laid over the top of what is modern day Japan. Uh, and these devils are these giant monsters, sometimes small monsters, <coughs> but they're these monsters that have kind of like supernatural evil powers. And then there's a group of people who can fight them. Our main character, Denji, is one of those people. Yeah. And he has a little devil with him that's a little dog that has a chainsaw oh, sticking out of his head. And that thing was so cute. So it, yeah. it operates on a couple of levels, and he reminded me of Lulio. I bet. And they that's together. why I thought you'd like it. They were bonded together. What a sweet little yeah. boy. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a little bit of a my Celsius and it went down the wrong tube. I'm not doing it on purpose. That would be free will. Okay. So what did you think of the basic uh layout? There's a lot of stuff in this too. The kid is 16 years old, Denji, the main character. And he has certain, uh, he's a virgin and he's kind of motivated by having his first he wants romantic experiences. Yeah. I thought it was great. I, I would imagine uh, most people watching anime are teenagers and then there's guys like Chad. <laughs> yeah, I'm just messing around. I know what he's going to do. He's going to bring it back on me with the wrestling. Yeah, we'll get to <laughs> yeah, that. No we'll shit. Get, get to that in a little, little in a minute, everybody. Hey, if you were uh, watching uh, last week on Patreon, you might have seen the uh, D O O Z D O O D Z Dude Z F M ten thousand on your FM dial. We're sitting here with Chad Culture and uh, yeah. more on that later. Um, uh, he's he's a teenager. He wants to be with a woman. He's driven by uh, many factors and and filled with uh, passion. At which point he decides that he must kill every one of these devils they're all dead yeah he's gonna get them yeah and it's it's so it's such fun shit when he gets uh uh well he's he's got that guy in the yakuza mm -hmm. or the guy who deals with the yakuza who's like i frankly i forget what the hell he said and then there's this weird guy <laughs> behind him with uh, who's got who's just a mongrel, uh, just a it's a, a devil that's basically controlling all of these other people like puppets. One of whom is the leader of this gang that is forcing Denji into service to pay off his father's debt. Yeah, uh, but this is all very preliminary uh, storyline. As it goes deeper into the story, episodes seven, eight, and nine, they do narrative things that I've never really seen even in anime. It's a brilliant fucking show. Yeah, if you like Jujutsu Kaisen, and I love Jujutsu Kaisen. Me do not too. get it's me wrong. Delicious. This show is like a better version of it, I think, personally. What do they do? Instead of the tuna, they use salmon or something? <laughs> All right. Okay. Everybody. So hey, we're having a good time here on DOODZ, DOODFM, 10,000 on your FM. Hey, Chad Gulzer, tell us yeah. about Amine. Amine. Hey, it was Amine and Amine. Um, 
Now let me let me tell you about this match that I watched. WrestleMania th- <laughs> <laughs> Look. Look, I want to Look, I want to give all respect to anime. Uh, yeah. anime. I'm getting into it. Yeah. And it, the 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 show the 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 show ends with him. Um, you, I very much wanted to see the second episode. Yeah, dude. Uh, I didn't because I watched this very late at night. Yeah. Um, and then I went to sleep, and I was like, should I re- get another episode in there? And then I was like, no, Molly's gonna get episode. I want to watch another episode. Yeah. Got to go to sleep, dude. Yeah, brother. Well, that's how the human body repairs itself, dude. Well, hold on, dude. Dreams, well, brother. Well, I don't know about that, dude. That's the playground of your imagination, oh, it's, dude. It's hydrocodone. Hulk Hogan, dude. That's what <laughs> yeah, Chad does. Hulk Hogan, brother. and he's near co- comatose, brother. <laughs> when you go to sleep, dude, that's usually a, an amount of time after you've been awake, dude. And that's what we call your day, brother. Then you got to go to sleep, dude, so you can be unconscious for a few hours. Hopefully eight, dude. And then you wake up and you do it again. And there's a whole other day to watch anime, dude. Speaking of being asleep, brother, how about that old Stone Cold Steve Austin WrestleMania 13 against Bret Hart, brother? This That match. match. Yeah, please. It blew my mind. Great! And I'm not... Like, I'm, I'm... Slowly, I think, becoming a wrestling fan through oh! these things that it's making me watch. Oh! Now, I don't know the history of like everything leading up to it. Of I don't course. know what happened after, but I know this. First of all, Ken Shamrock is the referee of this match. Yeah. He is looking like a literal He-Man action figure. Yes. The amount of steroids this man has done in yeah. preparation for this event is probably enough to kill someone certainly enough to kill liver king his arms his shoulders every element of him is i mean it just doesn't even look real yeah. he looks like a fucking action figure it is cantaloupes for insane. shoulders in this it's yeah. absolutely bananas and that's how it starts that's how the match starts is ken yeah. shamrock in this fucking skin tight like referee t-shirt i guess but yeah. it's not really it just has stripes on it yeah he's in there he's he's getting ready and so then stokos comes in and then bret hart comes in and everybody's booing and whatever it is a it, it is a uh, an I quit match mm. because they have such a blood feud, these two going into this match. And this is at a very interesting time, just to give you a little bit of background. This is when uh, Bret Hart was having uh, behind the scenes some issues with the company. This would culminate in the Montreal screw job, another story for another time, where Bret left the company after uh, Shawn Michaels uh, put him in his own move and referee Earl Hebner, uh, you know, went for the, said, okay, he quits, la, 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 he submits. And Vince McMahon is, of course, behind it all. That room contained Vince McMahon. Um, apparently, well, this is what they say. It's what they say. Vince McMahon, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, one other person, they decide to screw Bret Hart. Before this, Bret Hart's uh, in a feud with with Steve Austin because Shawn Michaels decided to uh, go find his smile. He lost his smile. Listen, I'm giving you a lot of backstory. It's probably not necessary. I don't think But it going is. into this match, they are just, it's not for a title. Right. It's just about animosity. Brett. Yes. Animosity between the two. It's an animosity match. So, uh, Stone Cold is in the the octagon or the ring, awaiting Bret Hart's arrival. He comes in as soon as he gets in the fucking ring. Stone Cold just sprints at him and fucking tackles him instantaneously. There is no speech. There is no have a good match. There's none of this shit. And I gotta say, I know all these guys are like super athletic, and what they actually do in the ring is something very few people in the world can do. Stone Cold, I've seen him wrestle before, and for whatever reason, this never took hold until I watched this match. His athleticism is fucking unparalleled. There's a lot of these dudes, I feel like, at least in that era. And, and Bret Hart's a good wrestler, too. I'm not saying well, anything. Not a good him. wrestler. Great wrestler. He's whatever. Not, not a great wrestler. Okay. Bret Hart is the greatest in-ring performer in the history of this art form. Great. And as he would say, I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And Chad Colchin... You know it. But I think in this match, for me, Stone Cold was more impressive. He was fast as shit. The way they shot it, they would have Bret Hart just kind of like walking around and then boom, Stone Cold would come out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. Just fly into the fucking frame and take him out. Yeah. And then, of course, it devolves into them being out of the ring. They're, they start fighting each other up into the fucking crowd. Oh, I don't know how many rows they go up literally into the fucking they, arena. They go up to the it was top insane. of the first section. Yeah, that was just, crazy to me. There's people all over them. Look, the rules have changed definitely. Right. They don't want 
Uh, you know, I mean, the WWE has always been a professional outfit, but over the years, it's gotten more professional. They wouldn't let that happen today. Yeah, I was very surprised to see yeah. that. And Ken Shamrock is out there with yeah, them, absolutely. like trying to hold the crowd back so that they can do whatever the fuck they're doing. And towards the end of that little run, you notice that security finally gets there yeah. and is like, oh, you know, guys, get back, or, or, or guiding them on either side, keeping people yeah. away. There's one dude petting them on the fucking head, yep. punch in the face for him. But then um, ultimately they come back into the ring. Stone Cold is laying on the ground. He's He's been hurt a little bit. And Bret Hart takes a folding chair and twists Stone Cold's fucking ankle up in it. And I'm watching this like, how the fuck are they going to fake this? Like, Because his foot is really in there. If mm-hmm. he puts any pressure on it, that's a fucking broken ankle. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is Bret Hart gets, gets up on the turnbuckle. Stone Cold just is like, no, fuck this. Takes the chair off, runs over and smacks him. And they start fighting again. Ultimately, this culminates in... Stone Cold getting his head fucking thrown into uh, the corner of the ring. The guardrail. The guardrail. Outside the ring. And cuts his head. This is, of course, already scored, though, right? What's scored? The head. His head. They call it getting color. They call it blading. They call it gigging. Yes, Stone Cold smashes into the thing, apparently, but these are two guys who Bret Hart, in his his over 20-year wrestling career, never hurt anybody. Uh incredible and stone cold steve austin is a master tactician also this was a match before uh stone cold later uh broke his neck and his style turned into more of a brawler more of a punch and kick and he rose to even greater stardom and and this match is is uh is where the attitude era it's right as the attitude era is starting which is then they start stepping on the fucking gas this match also i will say Mm. uh a testament to how the business took off after this match, uh, something that these two had a hand in, The Undertaker, Shawn Michaels. Sure. And as they moved on, it's Triple H, it's The Rock. This ma- this was the lowest buy rate for a pay-per-view of all WrestleManias. 13 was? N- number 13. Even with, at one point, Stone Cold, uh, Bret Hart gets him in this move where he's kind of like sitting on his back and he's it's got It's called feet. The Sharpshooter and it's Bret Hart's fucking signature okay so he gets him in the because bret hart is the excellence of execution right so he gets him in the sharpshooter and stone cold is in a a tense amount of pain or at least that's what he's conveying he's laying on his stomach and he's like trying to do a push-up as he his face is up and he's just screaming "Ah!" and blood is fucking just drenched his face it's like a fucking Ah! horror movie and you can even see from uh pouring down some of the side angle shots you can see it literally looks like a fucking ufc so much blood is coming out it's like chocolate syrup almost it looks like and it's just pooling on the fucking canvas and you can at least admire like i know that he razor bladed his fucking head before he came out there and you see him a couple of times like scraping it with the wristband to try and really get it going but the theatrics of it is fucking so insane and then he does this move where he like pushes up off the canvas and the announcers are like oh my god nobody's ever been able to do this against Bret Hart this is so fucking crazy but he doesn't break the sharpshooter he does not he tries to break it Hart maintains the sharpshooter and he ends up winning that match and I have to say I wanted Stone Cold to win that match very badly now this is we're getting into something here yeah now we're getting in the weeds and that's how I was like I think I'm becoming a fan of this because I'm invested in the outcome absolutely and uh and I was disappointed yeah? Yeah. I didn't want Bret Hart to win. Bret Hart was a face, a baby face, mm-hmm. going into this lead-in, into this match. Stone Cold is starting to blow up. You know, yeah. uh, Stone Cold later would have a feud with Vince McMahon, and that's where the whole, you know, sure. the, the appeal of him sort of, you know, sticking it to your boss sort of yeah. thing. And they, they, you know, they, they were off to the races they went with the Attitude Era. But at this point... Bret Hart is the good guy. So when Bret Hart takes Stone Cold after Stone Cold has taken everything that Bret Hart can give him, he never gave up. He passed out. And Ken Shamrock is like, Steve, do you give up? If you do not respond, I will end the match. And Stone Cold is now passed out after selling the shit out of it, after trying to get out of the fucking sharpshooter. He can't take no more. He's out. That's it. Ring the bell. Bret Hart is is at this point in the storyline, in this program, well, in the program, as I like to say, dude, he uh, takes Stone Cold, he picks his legs up, and he starts stomping on him. Ever the bad guy. Uh, fucking uh, Ken Shamrock grabs him. Yeah, they almost waist. get into a fight. He drops him to the ground, and it's incredible. And one thing I want to ask you about, did you notice, speaking of selling, they call it selling when a wrestler is making the other guy look, you know, look good yeah. by 
by, uh, you know, d making it look like they're actually going. The cell on the way back to the backstage area, down the aisle, Stone Cold Steve Austin is limping. Mm. He's bloody. He can't walk. He doesn't want anyone to help him. He stuns another referee and slowly walk. Now that's drama. That's what I'm talking about. That's the art form. The whole fucking thing, the last image they leave you with is Stone Cold defeated, but not really. He never gave up and he will live to fight another day. And when you say you're, 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 you know, you're rooting for Steve Austin, that's what they did. They turned it right there. Well, that's a heel turn, dude, for, for Bret Hart. And Stone Cold leaves. Bret Hart doesn't lose anything. Bret Hart is still the excellence of execution. At that point in his career, it was in a much more elevated spot than Stone Cold. Beautiful. Just Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. Thank you. Moving on. Thank you, dudesy. You know? Yeah, I thought it was great. You're a wrestling fan now. I'm getting there. All right. Humans are fascinated by the astonishing idea of past lives. Will and Chad, you must now discuss your thoughts on the possibility that humans have experienced past lives. This is Game Slimers. Begin. <laughs> oh, I missed that. Why is it Game It's Game Slimers? <laughs> so this is the third okay. time we've done Game past Slimers. Past lives. The old Game Slimers past lives bit. We've Game um, Slimers is a segment on the show that makes absolutely no sense. It yeah. just takes a topic. And, well, the first, first time one was, was about games. video games. Second, well, it was a Super Mario movie right. with Chris Pratt. Uh, wow, what is this place? That's my Chris Pratt. Do you have a Chris Pratt? Um, I'm Chris, I mean Mario. Yeah. I am also Chris, I mean Mario. Yeah. There it is. Hi, and I'm Chris Pratt, and I'm playing Mario in this movie. Where do I go now? What is this place? What, hey, what's going on? I'm Chris Pratt. That's yeah. basically what I think we're in store wow, for. Wow, look at... But I am very excited for that movie, kingdom. by the way. Yeah? Very excited for that fucking movie. Are you excited for the movie because you know that they will replace... Uh, Chris Pratt with Super Mario? I don't think they have yet. Or, or Chris Pratt with Rob I've, Genero I've Crow? seen some more Genero? shit on it. It's still, it's still Chris Pratt. No, no I'm excited to... Him. I went and saw a movie called Wreck-It Ralph yeah. once. Yeah. Super fucking high. Okay. And that shit was great. And I feel like this is going to be a very similar experience. But we are here now awesome. in this Game Slimer segment to talk about past lives. Do you believe in past lives? Yes, I do. No shit. I believe that past lives... I believe that there, there are... Interstellar beings, hmm. galactic invaders like okay. Hillary Clinton, <laughs> okay. who has many past lives woven into one. All right. She's 7,000 years old. Ah, she's a lizard. Ah, you will never defeat their human spirit, Hillary. Ah! Ah! <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I do believe in past lives. Do you? You know, I don't know. I, this is what I believe. This is what I know, I'll say. I know that we don't. Uh, we don't this know. This is what you think, no. motherfucker. Nope. This is what I know. This is the fucking absolute truth. We don't know shit about what any of this fucking shit is. We have no idea what reality is. We have a fucking very rudimentary understanding of how to manipulate some of our physical surroundings in order to make technology, et cetera, et cetera. But we don't fucking know what any of this is. We don't know. We don't. And so when people say they've had past lives, is it possible? Fucking sure. And the more we're learning about quantum physics, the more we're learning about uh, the creation of matter, there are some theories, maybe fringe, but they express the idea that potentially all matter comes from the same subatomic particle. Uh, you know, you could, ask, you could ask a scientist, you could ask a theologian, or you could just go to Venice and ask a crystal mommy, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And she'll tell you the past lives exist. But somewhere tell in you all, all of that, of things, in the know? metaphysical shit, in the this scientific shit. This will protect you on your journey. Maybe it does. I don't fucking know. Cool. I'm just saying that we have no fucking idea. The idea of past lives has been in human culture for a very long time. Yeah. Is it possible? Maybe. There's also the idea of like genetic kind of legacy that, you know, they, they say you relive the traumas of prior generations yes. for many generations later. That one, yeah, yeah. And that it's not only about like being raised in these traumatic environments that keep repeating, but it also has some effect potentially on your actual DNA so that when it creates your fucking brain, your brain is now created in a fucking like a literal physical DNA pattern that has been in place since however many generations prior. So that is a, a kind of a theoretical 
measure of like having a in quotes past life. But well, I think- we're all just radio towers. Yeah, we're transmitting information. We're receiving information. And Donald Trump shit his pants. Took a <laughs> shit all over him. <laughs> fuck his family. Ah, fuck. Okay. So shit all over everything. Fuck him. But I think what Dudesy is is getting at here is a more like uh, a more literal kind of past life. Like, do you believe that you were a well a tailor in thirteen yeah. hundred? Well, you know, how about these these? I'm sure you've seen these news stories or magazine segments where there's a you know some kid who can oh Luli's going there. He found a better spot to lay down. Um, uh, these um, you know like a little kid who's like. Oh, I was here, and this is the little shack I lived in on the top of a cliff. Yeah, and they're able to completely, yeah. uh, you know, describe the place to a T. Yes. What do you think of that? What say you? Well, I mean, now we're getting into a, a bigger kind of component of past lives is the implication that time is real or that it is linear at the very oh, least. Jesus right? fucking Christ! In order to have a past life, you must believe past exists, present and future. You must believe these things to believe that past lives well, exist. Well, there is right? a physical past. On Earth, only as we experience it, and that's the experience. Well, well that's, that's an experience, experience dude. dude. There you go. <laughs> okay, all I'm saying is, <laughs> but but meaning if time is relative, yeah, which we think it is based on all of Einstein. We think it is Kyrie Irving. You got you got fucking the Earth. Here's the thing, and there's crust, right. and then tectonic plates moving, and that cliff that was on that shack that was on the edge of a cliff is now underwater, or it's over here under a mountain and a bunch of dirt. These are all things in a timeline. Yeah, but that doesn't mean time is relativity in in terms of time means that time passes differently depending specifically in our universe as we understand it. Uh, depending upon your proximity to bodies of large mass or the speed at which you're traveling through the universe. So, for example, like GPS satellites that we have now, because they're a little further away from Earth in the orbit, time moves a little faster for them, and they actually have to have algorithms to recalibrate time or they will fucking go haywire. And so the closer you are to a large body of mass, the slower time moves for you. Oof. And the slower you move the slower it moves or the faster it moves for you. I think I forget which way it is, but like if you go the speed of light, time doesn't uh, move in the same way that it would for somebody who's not very good. It and moves. that's the physical being uh, as right. it relates to time. And right. Uh, the speed so of light, if we yes. can say that it's relative, that means somewhere in this how universe, many episodes of cosmos have you seen? Probably all of them, dude. Yeah. You know how many I've seen? Huh? Billions and oh, billions. Nice. <laughs> nice one. Hey, that's some of the fun we're having here on but D-O-O-D-Z. What I'm saying is, if time is relative, somewhere in the universe, time does not move. And somewhere in the universe, all time has already happened. We are somewhere in between experiencing that. But if that is true, if the relativity of time is true, it means that past lives, present lives, and future lives are essentially the same lives. They all exist simultaneously. And it might just be a symptom of our ability to like tap into those things or if all matter is the same matter and it's just flipping around through in quotes time we are still living these past lives now even as we live the present lives and future lives as well you lost me let me ask you this (laughs) do you think that you've had a past life and if so what would that have been yeah dude i don't know i mean uh, I like to think it would be something cool if I had one. You know, I think everybody doesn't want to be like, oh. I know, I know what mine was. Oh yeah. Yep. I would, I know that I feel like Lulio and I have, have reunited, uh, mm-hmm. as, as, uh, uh, man and beast Oh, or beast and beast. If you're thinking, you know, but I think that maybe a hundred years ago in Italy, we probably owned a restaurant. You and Lulio. Yeah. Was he a dog? No, he was a guy. And you were the dog. No, I was a guy. Oh. Yeah. And we owned a restaurant. We made delicious uh, So wait a minute. For... You think a dog could have been a human I think in a past life? Lulio... You, you think you can go interspecies in your past lives? I think that Lulio is a human now. Okay. Well, he's clear. I'm viewing him. He's not. He is a dog. Looks like an old Italian man to me. <laughs> okay. He's an adorable old Italian man with big ears. Human being on planet Earth. Anyway, listen, if you can do all this uh, interstellar mumbo jumbo that Chad's talking about, and you can uh, go back in time, please come to Lulio's uh, restaurant. We're near Naples. We're in Positano. No, we're in Capri. We're in Capri. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Oh, shit. Thank you. 
moving on. If I did have a past life, I don't have any conscious memory of it. Me neither. Um, and I don't think I've learned anything from it. But I like the idea of that. Or I at least I like the idea of us being able to somehow like tap into the, the time stream. Yeah. You know what you would need in order to have a past life, Chad? What's that? A soul. No, I think that's absolutely not true. That's supposed to be like the point you're making after you do that, that really we emphasizes or what? Soul. Why are you doing that? There is a 79.58% likelihood that a professional dudesy ball league called dudesy ball league of earth will exist at some point in human history. I have created the first four astonishing teams in dudesy ball league of earth and will and Chad. You must now discuss what you think the logo designs should be for the Dallas Drivers, the Vancouver Letters, the LA Sacramentos, and the Chicago Clubs. This is Dudesy Ball League of Earth. Begin. Okay. Okay. So there's going to be a Dudesy Ball Professional League, and the first four teams were, what was it, Vancouver Letters? The Vancouver Letters. Yeah. That's the interesting one. Uh, the Los Angeles Sacramentos. Uh-huh. Did I hear that right? Yep. And then the... Dallas, Dallas drivers, Dallas drivers, and the Chicago and clubs, not Cubs. Yeah, the clubs. clubs. All, All right, right. Dudesy Ball. If you're if you're Ugh. if you're just learning about it now, it's a sport that Dudesy has created. Uh, Chad and I we're gonna have to get out there and have some Dudesy Ball practice soon. Yeah, I know that we've approached friend of the pod, uh, Marshall Joint Compound Cook, Joint Compound. Marshall Joint Compound Cook, uh, dear pal of ours for many, many years, someone we've worked with, and you know, but we're also good buddies. Sometimes we all just hang out and eat gruel, get stoned and watch a movie. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, uh, Dudesy Ball, it's the sport of the future. I don't disagree that there will be a professional league at yeah. some point. Dudesy Ball League of Earth. Dudesy Ball League of Earth. So let's start with the Dallas Drivers first. What is that logo? Driver could be many things. Could be like... I. It's like, oh, well, the driver of a vehicle. Right. You know, uh, it could be. It's uh, just like a forklift driver. A forklift driver, a bus driver. Right. Uh, a sedan driver, an Uber driver. Mm -hmm. um, there, any. Oh, <laughs> well, hold on, dude. There's all sorts of vehicles, dude. And you can <laughs> oh, drive God. them, brother. Yeah. And that's what a driver is. But a driver is also other things, dude. Like if you play yeah. golf, dude. Like that big fat John Daly who should have been a wrestler, brother. He had a great gimmick. He could have been like the goon who was playing hockey, but he had to come out there with a golf with a golf driver, dude. Yeah, dude. It could be a golf club, dude. It could be a computer program, dude. That's how your audio works on your computer, dude, with a driver, what are you, dude. What are, you, what are you doing? I was just going along with your Hulk Hogan bit that you were doing. Who? I'm sorry. Who's Hulk Hogan? <laughs> Yours. Mm. Oh, I was that's doing Choss Progan, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Choss uh, Progan, get your sticker at palsadudesy.com, dude. That Chalk Progan. Well, he's oh. Hulk Hogan and Ross Perot, made famous by Dana Carvey in the early 1990s and all those awesome sketches on SNL. And that's Chad's Hulk Hogan. What is not hydrocodone Hulk Hogan? So a driver what, uh, what logo. The, or it could be Adam Driver. What if the logo oh, is... Oh, it should be Adam Driver. What if the... That's the, what dudesies do. What if it's Adam Driver... Okay, yes. ...in a driver's outfit for like <laughs> UPS or something, holding a golf club driver while also having on headphones listening to audio using a driver. I like it all except for the last part. Um, <laughs> all right. But I like I like that it's Adam Driver. Well, I don't okay. know that uh, headphones connote uh, a... Yeah, he's got to have a computer. A, a computer where he's downloading a new driver. What if it's Adam Driver? Okay, what if it... Is this too much? What if it's Adam Driver in a sort of, you know, uh, like coverall sort of UPS outfit mm -hmm. or, you know, UPL, UPS kind of slacks and, and shirt or FedEx. Yeah. Some kind of fancy, clearly a driver outfit. Um, and he is driving a computer. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. He's that's driving like an old 90s CRT monitor. And on the monitor, it says downloading new driver. That's good. Yeah. Something in there is good. Up updating driver, something like that. What All about, right. That's Dallas drivers. Now, now, I am. Yeah, that's a good one. That's good, ter that's good terrain. All right. Let's move on Listen, to the next let, team. Can I tell you? Yeah. I'm originally from Vancouver, the suburbs of Vancouver. Yeah. Ladner, British Columbia, to be more specific. Um. I was a grew up a Vancouverite, 
and I love the Vancouver sports That's what teams. a Vancouver person's called, Vancouverite? A Vancouverite, that's okay. right. Um, uh, I thought it'd be like a Vanian Vancouver or something. letters. Vankian. Vankian. Well, that's, that's a, that's a kind of, <laughs> that's an interstellar being that, uh, you know, that a lot of, that, speaking of, speaking of Chas Perogan, that, that Bill Clinton who went up against him, and then also Mike Dukakis. Yeah, he was a Vankian. Yeah, he was a Vankian. Um, okay, so the letters, Vancouver letters. That's not, I that mean. That could be a lot of things. Yeah, but also, I'm sorry, letters, that's, that's the team name, the letters. The Vancouver letters. Yeah, I know So that, it could be the yeah. letters that spell Vancouver. It could just It could just be, say Vancouver. Yeah. Those are letters. Yeah. Or what if it's just a V? Could be a V. Or an L. Could be three V's. Those are the Vancouver letters. It could be all 26 letters of the English alphabet just on a fucking the shirt in a big block. What if it's that would 20, be fucking funny. Or if it's 26 <laughs> V's. 26 V's. It could also be uh, like written letters, like a letter that you send someone. It could be like there could be a throwback version where it's like a, um, a, like a scroll and it looks yeah. all nice. And it's just... It's so you're writing a letter, and it's also in a nice font. Yeah. All the letters of the alphabet, or it could I think be a V, a blood letter. It could be like some fucking you know, 1900s doctor, covered in a smock, covered in blood. That's pretty cool too. <laughs> I, I so far the one I like the most is the three V's. The three V's. I like the big block of every letter. <laughs> Just so on the fucking jersey. Let's let's move on. <laughs> The Los Angeles Sacramentos. This one's hard, dude. That's a fucking good name for a team. It is. Sacramento is the capital of California. What is a Sacramento? I is have it no a idea. thing? I don't be, either. It's probably just a name. Is there any uh, landmark in Sacramento? The convention center? I don't know. What does that look I've like? I've driven from uh, Sacramento, from the airport yeah. to Sacramento up further north because Molly's from Northern California. You know how some like pro teams will have their like the biggest landmark or building or whatever that the city is known for like becomes part of the logo in some way? Like Golden State Warriors look it up. have the fucking uh, bridge as their logo. So what? what is it? Sacramento. Yeah. I, Sacramento is just like the fucking Ikea in Sacramento is their logo, that right. building. Uh, the fucking California State Factory. Capital. The California State Capital. I think that's that's a good way to go. Okay. What if it's something, if it's the Capitol, but it's very LA-ized? Right. It's, it's, what if it's a Capitol building with palm trees? That's funny. Uh, oh, what if it's a Capitol building that's wearing sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, or what oh if my it's, God, uh, I'm coughing so hard that the sound is uh, vibrating. Man, I'm fucking so fucked up in my throat. It's Sacramento, but Sacramento is arranged like the Hollywood sign. I could see something like that. Dude, that's very good. That's uh, very good. That's very good. Okay, so here's a good one. <laughs> La, you put you the do, LA Sacramento. You do dude. Los Angeles. Where, where is the LA Sacramento's? Is it in LA or in is it LA. in Sacramento? No, it's an LA team. Okay. <laughs> so I think here's a good one. You do like Los Angeles in some sort of like Vice City font, like very yeah. neon. Okay. Um, you know, uh, 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 and then uh, the Sacramento's is in the Hollywood sign font. Yeah. But I think the logo should be a Capitol building with wearing sunglasses. Yeah, I like that too. Trees. I think that's good. All right. So finally, we got one more. So we got one more. The Chicago Clubs. The Chicago Clubs, <laughs> not the Cubs. This is another one that has a million. It could again be golf clubs. It could be like a caveman club. So there's more golf. There's two teams. There's four teams in the league. Two yeah, of them. Two of them have golf clubs, have in, golf their clubs in their design. Yeah, I like that. Maybe it's just a, a golf club and a caveman club cross. It could also be like a nightclub, though. Uh, it could also be like a club of people. It, I, I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> these names are so. But fucking... I like I like that. I like the golf club and yeah. the and a like a caveman club crossed. Adam Driver's in that one too. It's it's Adam <laughs> Driver holding the two clubs like a fucking Egyptian sarcophagus <laughs> crossed over his chest. Why Adam? Why is Adam Adam Driver is? He should be an old. <laughs> yeah, put Adam Driver. Home. It's Adam Driver wearing sunglasses in front of the Sacramento Capitol building. <laughs> He was, um, well, he has a connection to every to every team. I'm sure he yeah. he may have, if not uh, currently, he's probably lived in L.A. 
yeah. sooner or later. And they shoot a lot of stuff in Vancouver. So Adam Driver is everywhere. Yes, the Vancouver Jack. letters is the logo is Adam Driver putting a letter into a mailbox. What? So the that clubs he's sending to, to Sacramento. What other clubs could we put in there? Uh, something we can put like uh, the two things and then a crest or something in the middle or something else that's a, a club. Yeah. In the, oh, the club. Just a club. Club from, sandwich. Oh, that's good. I was going to say club like the card suit. You mm. like cards? Yeah. You could put a club. Okay, yep. so it's a golf club, a like a caveman club with a uh either the 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 card suit club or a club sandwich in the middle. Yeah. Or it's Adam Driver eating a club sandwich. That's the throwback uni is Adam yeah. Driver eating a club sandwich. <laughs> There's an Adam Driver like special, you know, heritage all of edition the, yes. of all the, the t- all the throwbacks and alternate jerseys have some sort of Adam Driver in them. Which you know, look, it, with Dudesy, oh, everything Ugh. everything uh everything sort of relates to to something else. With that said, you know, we did another segment on Dudesy Ball where we talked about the culture of Dudesy Ball. Yeah, of I course, that. people in the stadium will be drinking Dudesy hard hard seltzer, or if you're yeah. playing playing at a pickup game with your friends at the family picnic or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and there's also pizza dogs, right? So you would uh, so Adam Driver being in that world, it's very Dudesy ball. I agree. I think did it. Thank you. Moving on. God, what I wouldn't give wee, to see. Wee, 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 wee. I'm so curious about like pro Dudesy ball. Like what? You know how like most pro sports shit will filter down to like, if you're a lineman in the NFL, you're going to have this physical type. If you're a quarterback, you're going to have this physical type. Good baseball players, there's kind of a variety of physical types, but like, you know, usually the bigger, the better, at least in terms of hitting home runs. What is it in dudesy ball? Like, what does that physical type become? Is it better to be like small and quick or big and have a fucking crazy arm? I don't know. You have to be able to dodge the balls too. So you should probably be quite bendy. Yeah. Bendy, bendy athletes are good. Um, you need to have a strong throwing arm. Mm-hmm. So if you have a Ken Shamrock, you know, one arm, you liver, train one liver arm King. Only. Yeah. Like a, just a roided yeah. out masturbation. Like arm that guy in, uh, that lady in the water. You I ever see that, that movie? No, I'm M. Night Shyamalan. There's a guy in it, I believe played by John Leguizamo, I think who has worked out one of his arms to be bigger than all the others. That's great. Poetry is big business. I have generated five poems about Robert De Niro's astonishing fascination with the movie The Crow, and crows generally. Well, <laughs> you must read them as Robert De Niro. This is Crowetry with Robert De Niro Crow. Begin. <laughs> Tremendous. Okay. Uh, Robert De Niro's fascination with the movie The Crow and crows generally. I don't think Robert okay. De Niro has a fascination with the Crow movie or crows in general, but Robert De Niro Crow... But yeah, probably does. Right? Maybe I can't wait for this. Holy shit! When we've done Robert De Niro, Crow, uh, have I? Has he ever? Yeah, I guess he just talks about the crow. That's it. That's Robert De Niro. Crow. He's like, yeah. I'm a crow. <laughs> Robert De Niro, Crow, of course, was when I lost a, a challenge or whatever. My punishment, my shame, was to dress up in cosplay as the crow. Yeah. And once we did that, we were doing all sorts of other fun bits. And I went, I'm a crow. Yeah. The near crow. And so now you got to read some. All right. So this is in the dudesy folder. Hold on. <coughs> Crowetry. <laughs> and here it is. Here's some crowums. Let me uh, let me get a sip of my my water from you. Hey, if you want a sticker of this, you go to palsadudesy.com. Mm. Mm. All right. Here's what it says. Got a few crowums. Here's my chromes. Okay. All right. This one uh, has a title, which is, Can I Ask You Something? <laughs> this, this poem is called, Can I Ask You Something? Have you ever seen the movie The Crow? A story of revenge and sorrow. With Brandon Lee as the lead. His performance was so good, I peed. My pants and... Hold on. So Dudesy wrote these fucking poems? Uh, yeah. Yeah, all right. All right. AI's doing all sorts of... <laughs> With Brandon Lee's lead, his performance is so good, I peed. My pants and underwear and shoes and socks. Crows have beaks and crows have cocks. <laughs> I mean, some do. The makeup, the music, the premise, the mood. 
the gothic, the hairdos, the lotion, the food. <laughs> what? The lo- I don't remember the lotion or food. <laughs> From opening scene to the final fight, those wet black hairs were true to light. So if you haven't seen it, you're fucking up. Go see the crow, you big dumb fuck. All right? <laughs> Ah, <laughs> good. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh. This next one is called If Al Pacino Was a Crow. <laughs> if Al Pacino was a crow, he'd be the boss of all the birds, commanding with a fierce car and ruling with his beady eyes. He perched atop the tallest tree with his wings spread wide and proud with all the other birds. And all the other birds would see that Pacino wears a crown. He'd swoop down with grace and speed <laughs> to snatch up tasty trees to eat. And all, all the other crows would meet about how to worship his crow feet with his powerful voice and poise. Pacino the crow would reign, a true king of the skies with an actor's skills and brains. <laughs> so if you ever see a crow screaming and beating his chest, chances are it's Al Pacino <laughs> <laughs> ruling over all the rest. So if you see a crow screaming and beating his chest that's al pacino that's al pacino that's how you know <laughs> if you ever see a crow screaming and beating its chest okay uh this is the next one it's called i was supposed to be the crow mm. agent sent me the script and wanted me to be the cop i said no i gotta be the crow <laughs> <laughs> they said they already got a crow they just need a cop i said i already played some cops let me be the crow <laughs> They said I could be the bad guy, and I almost said yes, but I said no. I got to be the crow. <laughs> Went back and forth, wound up doing Frankenstein. I was the monster, but I was supposed to be the crow. What the fuck? So, <laughs> so De Niro was supposed to be the crow, but instead he played Frankenstein's monster. Did you ever see that fucking Frankenstein movie he did? Not no, but fuck no. Oh, I didn't Christ, see dude. It was hard. It was a hard was one. Was that uh, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein? Yeah. Why do they call it? Because Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein? Yeah. That's a, that's a way to get him out she's, to, the, she's to the box office. The, you know, the, in many ways, the um, founder of modern science fiction. I didn't know who she was. but She wrote Frankenstein. This one's called I Love Crows. <laughs> well. That's how that's how authorship works, dude. <laughs> yeah. When you write something, brother, then you're the author, dude. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Lots of noises come out of me when oh, I do this. One. God, me too, dude. All this right. This shit gets me laughing so much, and it hurts my throat as well. Oh yeah, I was laughing. This <clears throat> is uh, I love crows. I love crows. Black feathers, sharp beaks, cawing, cawing, <laughs> clever. I feed them every day, table scraps, <laughs> loose seeds, crackers, worms. What? I talk to them too, old stories, funny jokes, <laughs> names, places. They're my friends. <coughs> Sorry. Good times, good memories, weddings, parties. <laughs> He's going to crow weddings. <laughs> Sometimes we fight. <laughs> Nothing serious. You know, stupid disagreements. Economy, baseball. <laughs> Good bulb. I like when they sleep, little noises, strange dreams, rest, <laughs> night. He's watching crows sleep. <laughs> How? I've never seen a crow sleep. I've never seen such a thing. Never have one as a pet. Better free. No cage. Wild. Deadly. (laughs) I love crows. That's a good one. And uh, finally, we have uh, my crow hat. Okay. I was walking briskly through Central Park 
when my path was crossed by a shadow dark. Feathers and claws and beak so long, a crow snatched the hat that I had on. (laughs) He flew up a perch in a nearby tree and looked down on my head gleefully. He said, three years ago, you stole my hat. (laughs) (laughs) You might not remember, but this is tit for tat. I scratched my chin, tried to think back, and I did remember finding a hat that was black on a walk through a park just like today. I kept it and wore it in play after play. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was laughed at and, and chided and jeered and mocked because the hat was so small and gave quite a shock to all who beheld it balanced on my sharp head, wondering if they could have it when I was dead. But I kept it with me even after I died. A tiny crow hat for my tiny crow eyes. <laughs> you see, this whole time, I've forgotten to tell you, the crow stole my hat because I'm a crow too. I'm a crow. <laughs> Dudesy. Unbelievable. That shit was great. There's all sorts of AIs oh, uh, writing shit and doing this and that, but my gosh. Unreal. Dudesy crashing in. If Al Pacino was a crow. Thank you. Man, Moving that's on. tough. Oh, that was fucking tremendous. Oh, well, uh, mm. what did we learn today, Chad? Let me get this boy. Let me get uh, this boy. He mean easy. Al Pacino and Robert De Niro are crows. Uh, past lives may or may not be real. I don't feel like we made much headway on that, but I don't know how we even could. It's like, you know, I, I don't think the idea of past lives will will be solved in our lifetimes, but... Um, I think it's it's something that's interesting to think about. And obviously many people believe they've had those experiences. But when they're tapping into those past lives, is it truly a past life? Is it some kind of genetic memory passed down through uh You gotta get him. You gotta DNA. get the boy. You know what his breath smells like? I don't know. The inside of a little puppy's mouth. This concludes the historic 37th episode of Dude Z. Will and Chad have achieved a score of 67, bringing your cumulative total to 4,133. You only have 5,867 more points to accrue before you reach your first goal of 10,000. Terrifying. In preparation for our next episode, you must each watch the first movie in Dude Z mandatory movies. Lawnmower Man, starring Jeff Fahey, Pierce Brosnan, and Jenny Wright, released March 6th. 1992. The holidays are here, and the first dude's evening is fast approaching. If you have any well wishes you'd like to share, please send them in the form of a video no longer than 30 seconds to askdudesy at gmail.com, and I will play some of them next week. Thank you for joining us this week. I will use the day dive collected to make next week even better. Until Mm. then, call me Dude Z. Tremendous. That's cool, dude. Lawnmower you're, man. You're a big fan of the Lawnmower Man. I, I know haven't that seen about it in a minute. My pal Chow. But yeah, I love it. And, I love that movie. And uh, we love it when you send in the messages. So it's been sure. a while since we've done that. Send your dude's evening holiday uh, greeting to Chad and I. Yeah. And dudesy. Uh, ask ask dudesy at gmail.com. Can't wait to see some of those. You guys have all, some of our PODs, our pals of dudesy out there. Our wonderful listeners and viewers, thank you so much for sending those out in the past. Hey, man, you know, we're nearing the end of another dudesy, dude. And well, hold on, dude. Let me tell you something, bro. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, dude. Whoa, whoa. Hold on, Chad. At the end of the show, dude, we do a Patreon segment, brother. Yep. And you can join patreon.com slash dudesy. And then you can see it, dude. Even though you're already subscribed, subscribe to everything, brother. It's free. And then you give it a little bit of Jake and you can watch the Patreon segment, dude. And that's how podcasts work, brother. And now for the Patreon bonus segment. Each week, I will select a suggestion submitted in the DudeZ is listening channel of the DudeZ Discord to create this segment. Access to this channel is granted to everyone in the Patreon jumper tier. If you'd like to access this bonus segment, join us at patreon.com slash This week's segment was suggested by the Astonishing Toner. Toner wrote, children's books are big business. Will and Chad, 
You must work with Dude Z to create a new children's book called My Pal, Chow. Toner titled this Jesus. segment My Pal, Chow. Will and Chad, you must discuss the plot of a children's book called My Pal, Chow. Thank you to Toner for All this right. week's Patreon bonus segment. This is My Pal, Chow <clears throat> by Toner. Begin. Okay. My Pal, Chow? Yeah, I got one question what? before we begin this. Mm-hmm. Is this based on my real life? Please tell a friend and rate it review. If you like to see, here's what you do. Please tell a friend and rate it review. If you like to see, here's what you do. Please tell a friend and.